0: you are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. So I always had like a little bit of a language for, you know, sort of like organic food, health food, farmer's market, gardening, all that kind of stuff. And then when I was a teenager, I became a vegetarian because really just out of like love and connection to animals and uh, other people introducing me to that concept. And so that's the way I've pretty much eaten since then. And that's why I focused my culinary career on that type of food. I'm very into healthy cuisine, plant-based cuisine, that kind of thing. So I think there's some crossover, like just in, you know, how you build flavor and, you know, the animal foods that you cook with—they have like such a natural density of flavor. They're really intense foods, and so it's very easy to make them delicious and 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 uh, you know like hit people's like memory center stuff. So when you're doing that with uh, plant-based cuisine, you have to like really think about that density and think about how you're going to build it and how you're going to get all the layers in, like how you're going to get the savoriness and like maybe some of the like oceany notes or how you're going to get. Deep foresty flavors that are just sort of naturally already existing in an animal that ate all those things. That's one way I, I think about it, actually.
1: That was Neil Hardin. This is Marnie Salab. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, And showcase their expertise and story hello welcome and welcome back to the marnie on the move podcast i'm your host marnie salop today on the podcast i'm syncing up with neil hardin the executive chef at ABCV, one of my favorite restaurants here in new york city neil is also the chief of plant-based development for john george This episode kicks off a long line of conversations I will be having on the podcast with chefs moving forward into 2023. So get ready. Before we dive in, shout out to my sponsors at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at InsideTracker.com slash move, or use our code CheersMarnie. Okay, back to Neil. ABCV is located on the border of Flatiron and Union Square. It opened in 2017 with the pioneering concept of pairing innovative, delicious, plant-based, vegetarian and vegan cuisine with an elevated high-end dining experience. Brought to life by the super talented team, John George George Van Grichten, ABC Carpet and Homes Paulette Cole, and Chef de Cuisine at the time, Neil Harden. I have been dining here since the day it opened. My favorite dishes are the dosas with avocado, microgreens, and cashew yogurt, whole roasted cauliflower, turmeric tahini, date molasses, pomegranate, fresh herbs, and pistachio, and the beluga lentils sauteed in black vinegar and aromatic chili oil with lemon braised fingerling yams, radish, and cilantro stems to name a few. There's also a full bar with organic and biodynamic wine, locally crafted spirits, non-alcoholic beverages such as smoothies, juices, and kombucha. During my conversation with Neil, I sync up about the inspiration behind the incredible plant-based vegetarian and vegan cuisine, how Neil's career as a chef began, the group's newest restaurants at the Tin Building, in New York City's South Street Seaport. And of course, I get the scoop on the exercise and workouts that fuel Neil for success. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And if you live here in New York City, you've got to head over to ABCV. And if you're visiting this holiday season, definitely make a reservation. All right, on to my conversation with Neil. ABCB is one of my favorite restaurants in New York City. I love the menu. I love the food. Where did your passion for cooking begin? How did you get into this style of cuisine?
0: About five or six years old, I remember distinctly asking for a cookbook off the back of a cereal box. if You get it with the UPC symbols, you know? And I remember getting it and, you know, just trying to cook everything in it with, with my mom. and. You know, my family loves food, so I was just always in the kitchen At a young age. uh, I don't know. I just naturally gravitated. I'm from Maine originally. Oh,
1: cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Um, But I I also, like you, I've lived in New York for uh, almost 20 years. And then, yeah, I got into the type of cooking I do more. Well, my parents, to backtrack a little, my parents were always interested in, like, health food since they were kind of like from the hippie era Uh you know really something like wheat germ in the house and yogurt and things like that so i always had like a little bit of a language for you know sort of like organic food health food farmer's market gardening all that kind of stuff and then when i was a teenager i became a vegetarian because really just out of like love and connection to animals and um, other people introducing me to that concept and so that's the way I've pretty much eaten since then. And that's why I focused my culinary career on that type of food. I'm very into healthy cuisine, plant-based cuisine, that kind of thing. So. Did
1: you start in the world of vegetarian cuisine? Like what was your first job as a chef?
0: In a way, I sort of did. I mean, I worked at, a, at a, actually at a health food store. That wasn't my first job, but that was my first job in food, let's say. It was like a, a bakery um, in the back of a health food store, but it wasn't like a serious restaurant experience. It was very casual, very like hippy dippy, you no know, yeah. real distinct recipes. But it was my first experience of like being around food and working with food. Um, but then I did, you know, have to backtrack to to learn some professionalism in the culinary arts. You know, right. I had to work at various different types of restaurants. I actually worked like uh, at a place where we like butchered the the meat and like grill the meat so I mean I wasn't that excited about doing that but it was valuable I think it actually informs the way I cook now even though I don't those ingredients I think understanding all different types of um, cooking is can be really helpful um, especially Help. yeah when you create like a really dynamic flavor profile um, for all types of people
1: yeah I mean how did you like how long ago was that like when did you start as a chef like when did you start working in the kitchen?
0: Yeah, I started working in kitchens really pretty young, like uh, 18, you know, so.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's like five years ago. I just started. (laughs) um, Yeah. Yeah. Something (laughs) like that. Maybe more like 20, 20 something years ago. So anyway.
1: When did you connect with John George and that whole world?
0: That was for this project, ABCV. And that was in 2016 or 2015, 2016, something like that. Um, I was not working in the company previously. I, I came just for this project because, again, it's my my focus and my specialty is on vegetable cooking. And I, you know, another reason why I did traditional restaurants prior to is because there weren't restaurants like this, actually. It was something I believed in, but there wasn't an industry for it yet. So I was just kind of waiting around for people to catch up, I guess, <laughs> and believe it.
1: Anyone can come to EBCV and find something on the menu, even if they're not vegan or vegetarian. Everything is seriously awesome. And I can't even eat everything on the menu, but like everything I've gone with lots of people.
0: One of the best things about that style of food, too, is that it is actually for everyone. It doesn't exclude anyone uh, as long as it's well made and, you know. Yes, that's
1: true. Because I think I think it, this style of cuisine has come a long way over the years. And I think that you're someone who's been kind of paving the way or blazing the trail or however you want to say it for this type try. of cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> so your training from working in a regular restaurant helped you like strategically prepare for how you slice and cut all the vegetables and put the flavor profiles together. And talk to me a little bit about that.
0: I think there's some crossover like just in, you know, and how you how you build flavor, and you know and the animal foods that you cook with—they have like such a natural density of flavor. They're really intense foods, and so it's very easy to make them delicious and 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 uh, you know like hit people's like memory yeah. center stuff. So when you're doing that with uh, plant-based cuisine, you have to like really think about that density and think about how you're going to build it and how you're going to get all the layers in, like how you're going to get the savoriness and like maybe some of the like oceany notes or how you're going to get the deep foresty flavors that are just sort of naturally already existing in an animal that ate all those things. That's one way I, I think about it, actually.
1: And you but, also, you travel a lot, right? Because the food at ABCV and your style of cooking from the spice and flavor profiles to just the level of innovation in every recipe is, it's global. You know, you've like a mix of all kinds of cultures yeah i'm
0: very very inspired uh, by many places in the world and i you know i've traveled somewhat um obviously there's been a little bit of a lack of travel in the last few years but um, i also uh, worked briefly in uh, in bali indonesia so that was definitely like very impactful seeing all those kinds of ingredients and um, learning from people there But yeah, travel is like a huge part of it, but also like armchair travel, you know, a lot of reading and tasting and like, you know, meeting people and seeing what they're cooking when you can't always, you know, physically travel.
1: Right. Do you go to the farmer's market a lot in the city?
0: Oh, yeah. All the time. I mean, every day that I'm working when it's there, I'm there.
1: Are you in the restaurant like at ABCV a lot?
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes I'm working on a project like when we were doing the opening downtown, I was spending a lot of time there and I had people covering here. But uh, aside from that, I'm always here. I'm not always like necessarily on the line cooking, but I'm always like to innovate the menu and, you know, do the more um, management oriented stuff if I'm not physically cooking. But, you know, for example, all night last night I was cooking on the line because that's the nature of the beast.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Do you try <laughs> all the food? Oh, yeah. Like, do you try everything? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What's yeah, the we, process like them. in the kitchen? Like, what's happening behind the scenes?
0: You mean as far as like tasting everything and making yeah. sure it's all? There's many levels. I mean, you know, I have a, a an army of cooks and then an army of chefs beyond that. So, everybody's tasting constantly. Like, it's drilled in from day one that you're tasting your food and everything you make. You taste it and then you bring it to a chef to taste, and then before any service where we're serving guests. We walk um, prior to opening. We walk down the kitchen and taste every single thing, and look at the, the written date on every single thing, just to making sure that it's you know it's fresh. And because especially with plant-based cuisine, it's, it's really it's really important that the, that the ingredients be fresh. That everything is like kind of alive. Um, otherwise, you really lose you know lose what's great about it.
1: I mean, how often do you add new things to the menu? Is it seasonal?
0: Yeah, I don't... Like some restaurants, they'll do like, uh, oh, this is our full fall menu. This is our full winter menu. But I leave it more loose than that. I change it whenever something needs to be changed, whenever it's good. So like we have a tomato salad all summer, but now... Uh, and usually it's with peaches and stone fruits, but now uh, figs are out and the season is changing a little bit and the stone fruits are a little less great and the figs are starting to come in. So we put the figs in there instead and then we just do that one little change and then maybe in a couple of days, we'll do another change. And just as it's relevant, we're constantly changing. And also if there's things that are too ephemeral to put on the menu, we run specials, you know, and we just do a few days there, so. That way, we really can access the market yeah. uh, in a very live way.
1: That's awesome, and I mean, some of my favorite dishes at ABCV are sta- seem like staples on the menu because every time I come, they're like signature dishes. But the roasted cauliflower, I am yes. obsessed with. Yeah, I love that dish. I cannot replicate it at home, but yeah, we've we tried. Yeah. there will be a
0: riot if if we remove that. So. Yeah, I think. true. It- <laughs>
1: you'd have a lot of new yorkers really angry <laughs> it's delicious right. though it's amazing yeah do you have like um anywhere online where people could like check out the recipe
0: well we've done a few different versions of that dish and mm-hmm. one of the versions is on food 52 actually.
1: okay so you cool. can...
0: so it's, it's a bit of a, a process to create it you know at home i'm sure like... because i have my my pantry at the restaurant so things that are pickled or things that are dried i already have all that stuff so it's easy for me to put together a complicated dish. It's a little bit more of a pain at home, but it is fun and, you know, maybe worthwhile. My mom did it once, so.
1: She did. We have, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we've just, I, I mean, I don't really do a ton of cooking, but my partner does and she she has like a good version. Yeah, I also really love dosas with the avocado and sprouts, which is so basic. And I know that like, that's not like it's, a very crazy a very recipe.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I often eat myself, actually, because I like that it's very... You know simple and something i can you know feel good eating every day that one has a nice story actually one of the the founders of the restaurant paulette cole she was the owner of abc home she used to feed that to her daughter when she was very young and so uh she made it for us at her house and she was like let's create sort of like a restaurant version of this simple dish of like eating dosa with yogurt so um so you know I, i made it for her you know really just like to tell her story a little
1: bit so. it's like it's like the perfect appetizer I could actually just have that for dinner actually <laughs> it's so too. good I love the avocado and the sprouts everything is so this is what I love everything is so healthy and I know that's not like that's <laughs> not your marketing language but I mean to come to ABCV and to be able to know that everything you're eating I would say like 95% of the food is just everything has so much nutritional value from the mushrooms or to lentils, um, even, you know, the roasted cauliflower. It's so good for you. Do you do you think about that when you're cooking or it's more about the flavors?
0: I mean, I, I, I definitely think about it, but I feel like it's in more of an ambient way because I think uh, when you select ingredients like that and you yeah. kind of Don't overdo it. Do you think of them in a more, like, I think in more simple ways, like I try to like figure out what is the straight line between vegetable and plate, you know, I don't like heavily processed foods in any regard. So I think just keeping it simple like that and honoring the ingredient, you naturally arrive at a place where it is both um, delicious and healthy. So I I don't make too much of a point of thinking about the health aspect, but it is always kind of like in the back of my mind,
1: It's so, but it's also
0: how I like to eat.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's normal for you. If somebody wanted to really dive into spicing up their normal at home cooking and vegetables, do you have like certain spices that you would recommend people that are easy to use to add to like, you know, your basic if they're not a chef, right? And they don't have this already, like are there some spices that are like your go to's that aren't your traditional spices?
0: I mean, I think even before spices, I love to fill things with as many fresh herbs as possible, okay and and lots of fresh citrus. those two things for the home cook i find there's those are two things that often people are not really utilizing to their best effect mm-hmm. uh, but also for uh, I don't know unusual spices I mean in my home, I don't have that many things at my actual home, but i I always have like i really like uh certain middle eastern spices like i love sumac and za'atar and nigella uh, seed; those are all really fun like just kind of not always every day for everyone that are you know fun to add to food um i have various types of chili flakes of course i like i like spicy food so you i'm do. always like ah. yeah you know that kind of element uh yeah i don't know
1: do you cook at home or
0: I do. My wife cooks more often than I do because um, she also loves to cook and she also cooks wonderful, wonderful food. So she's very good at cook.
1: I feel like when you're working all the time as a chef, it's like when you come home, I've like any of my yeah. friends who are chefs, like they don't want to cook at home or they do, but it's like, yeah. it's, it's a very
0: different way of cooking because there's no one first of all, there's no one to do your dishes right. you have to do your own. <laughs> but second of all, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I approach cooking more as like, it, it, it's like my uh, professional and artistic fulfillment. So yeah. doing it at home just to sit my need doesn't bring me the same joy, to be honest, unless there's people I'm cooking for. My family was in town last weekend, cooking for them, that fulfills that, you know, I enjoy doing it. But if I'm just cooking for myself, I don't always enjoy it.
1: All right, just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners, Athletic Greens and AG1. If you listen to the podcast on the regular, you know I am an avid user of AG1, and I take it with me wherever I go. AG1 is an all-in-one nutritional supplement. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it's super easy to use. Just add one scoop to a cup of water daily. It is my go-to for getting in the essential daily supplements I need, And since I'm always on the move, the travel packs are certainly my favorite. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every day to take care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or anything artificial. And it tastes great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate Daily nutritional insurance. Okay, back to Neil. The, speaking of, you know, cooking at home versus cooking in the restaurant, how does a dish go from something that you're demoing in the kitchen to putting it on the menu from scale? How do you do that?
0: Well, you have to make sure you can get the ingredient, first of all, because very often, you know, we we do market-based food and very often there's things at the market that they actually don't grow enough and sell enough to be able to use at a high volume restaurant like ours. So that would be the first step yeah, I mean, you know, at this point, it's been a lot of years, so like, yeah, bulking something into a large format uh, production is kind of second nature. So it's kind of hard for me to think about how to explain it. A lot of a lot of trial and error and testing things, and like, you know, some things don't work out, and we we nix them immediately, almost immediately. You know, something's going, on and you realize it's a disaster for the kitchen, and we pull it right off. So.
1: If someone was coming to ABCV for the first time, what are the signature? Dishes that you might recommend they try?
0: One of my favorite dishes on lunch is uh, we have this dish. It's just a a lettuce leaf that has avocado and roast sweet potato and a sort of like a spicy, limey dressing and some toasted cumin and some fresh herbs. And it sounds very simplistic and possibly boring. But when you eat it, it's very surprising and electric in your mouth. And it has all the textures and all the flavors while still being very simple and light. And I think that represents the entirety of actually what we're trying to do with the food. So I love telling people to try that first.
1: I've had that before. It's delicious. You said there was one of the recipes was on Food 52. Would you ever do a cookbook?
0: I I want to actually. I want to. Uh, I don't have a ton of time at the moment. So I'm trying to actually find time to work on a concept for that right now. But stay tuned.
1: Definitely. I mean, that would be that's that's awesome for people who who really do like cooking and who are vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. Do you have any favorite cookbooks that you that are your go to's?
0: Mm, I'm trying to think. Uh, Besides you know, John George's? Honestly, both, <laughs> mo- most of my cookbooks in, in my home collection are like for the professional chef. So I don't know if they'd be like super interesting to, to people trying to cook at home.
1: Who are you some professional chefs that you admire?
0: Well, you know, I really admire uh, Alain Passard, who's very famous for cooking vegetables. He's a yes. French chef that, you know, is very obsessed with vegetables and he's he's great. So I have his book at home. I, I have, you know, I have like uh, a lot of books that are not really useful for actual cooking, but like aesthetically, they're beautiful objects. So yes. I love the the books of Ferran Adria from El Bulli, which is, you know, a famous Spanish restaurant that's no longer open, but, you know, he was like a real modern artists. So I I like looking at that kind of thing, you know, just to sort of get my mind going, but I'm not going to really cook from those books. Right.
1: Do you, what are are some of your favorite like restaurants around the world?
0: Restaurants around the world. uh, Let me see. I've been a couple times to, uh, to eat the vegetable menu at Noma in Copenhagen.
1: Okay. And
0: and that's always like really exciting for a chef because they serve you things. They have no, Point of reference for it all, just really wacky things from there. You know, they have their own, you know, lab there where they're fermenting things and that's cool, you do, know, doing food research. So that that's really fun. Um, as far as uh, I'm trying to think, in, you know, and to be honest, we I really don't go out that much. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone out in five years. Yeah. I work too much, you know, I, 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 and I like to be at home sometimes. So, that's cool. Uh, yeah.
1: No, it's. I'm uh, just yeah. curious. I mean, just I was just wondering, because like when we travel, you know, we used to uh, look for places that it's always challenging for me. I'm always trying to eat healthy. I'm not vegan, but plant based diet really works for me. So yeah. that's my my jam. But, you know, we travel like a lot of my listeners are athletes and they travel around the world to do races. Oh, yeah. So and I'm sure that a lot of them are good cooks and cooking at home so when you're not in the kitchen and you're not at home chilling out what are your mm-hmm. favorite things to do
0: I, I love music actually i possibly more than i love food <laughs> i have a big record collector and oh really uh, see music also live yeah so that would be one of my hobbies
1: i know you also played bass
0: <laughs> yes. i read that music <laughs> years, years ago yeah
1: so you're not, not playing anymore play
0: the, I don't have time to play in bands anymore, but I pretty much, um, you know, a lot of the hobby stuff and, you know, I kind of, that kind of thing happens for me at work.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So I kind of, you know, that's like my outlet for a lot of my creativity and that kind of thing. So different from most people, I think.
1: What's the last show you saw? Anything good? The last
0: show I saw was Paul McCartney. Oh, really? I I wanted to see Paul McCartney in Boston.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool in Fenway Park, yeah. But three hours, and it was amazing. And he runs around the stage at, like, 80-something years old. I
1: and can't believe that. And he still has a great the- voice.
0: He does, he does. It, that's really unusual, actually.
1: We just went to see Beach House. Oh, cool. It, it's somewhere in Brooklyn. Like, some totally, it's probably very popular, but, like, I just have never been there. I don't even, it was, like, on Fulton Street. It was, It was like, an old, like, almost like the Beacon Theater in New York City, the old oh really yeah it was a cool venue king something
0: yeah uh yeah i went there too i saw um nick cave play there this oh yeah
1: nick cave is awesome
0: he's uh he's one of my favorites but um what what is that place called yeah i know it's a beautiful old theater yeah yeah right on Flatbush, right
1: yeah like i was like fulton yeah flatbush yeah yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah i know that i know what you're talking about it but i think it's called the king theater
1: the King's Theater. It was very cool. It was-, it was a great sound. Back to food. Tell me about the new restaurant at the Tim Building. Seeds and Weeds looks really cool, and I can't wait to run by and actually stop and eat something.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I worked with the, sh- the chef there, Jesse, and we worked together to build a menu that's, you know, has a lot of things in common with the menu here. Uh, yeah. Also, plant-based and, you know, similar level of, you know, aesthetic and execution. He's a great chef too, and. Um, the dining room is cool it's very like 70s new age kind of tongue-in-cheek vibe so there's lots of plants and it's very sunny and totally different style than the very dining room at abcv which is all white and uh, pink But it's a cool place and then it's surrounded by tons of other stuff you know like an entire market of shopping and uh you know basically like a, a food mega mega paradise kind of place with 12 different all different restaurant concepts, and-
1: that whole area is really booming right now. it's yeah. like I was saying before we before I started recording like you know there's a lot mm-hmm. of tourists that go to the seaport and then people don't realize like how the seaport has developed and grown, and it's really amazing like just i mean of course now they're gutting it again uh north of the restaurant the tin building um
0: well, to to put in housing, presumably no seawall. <laughs> Oh, seawall. Okay. Yeah. Because I know they're doing some residential development down there too.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's great residential development, but I'm really excited to come by the Tim building. I feel like it's all been happening and I've been traveling in a way. Are you down there a lot or you're more still at ABCV? V? I was
0: down there a lot in the beginning, but now I sort of like passed the torch to the chef who's working down there. Jesse, um, yeah. As as needed, I will, uh, you know, help him if needed, but I think he's pretty pretty competent at this point. So I look forward to hopefully – Whatever our next project is, hopefully we'll open more more things. Yeah, more maybe progress. you'll write a book. I would love to.
1: <laughs> And now, what do you do for exercise and staying? Because yeah. you're obviously standing a lot, moving around. So. Yeah, in the yeah I, I, I always say that I
0: exercise uh, primarily to train for my job.
1: Yeah, what's that like? <laughs> what do you do?
0: Physical job. <laughs> um, well, I, I do see a trainer actually once a week. He's He's great and he's really focused on, um, a lot of like more holistic, like body weight stuff. And we do some lifting. Um, but really my goal with him was really to get back to running because I stopped running for a while because I was, uh, you know, injured between repetitive work injuries and like, just kind of maybe, you know, hitting it too hard with running. So I've, have started recently after being with him for a while to run again, Mm -hmm. uh, do run. And then I like, wait, I like, lifting weights too
1: yeah two things that go really well together
0: <laughs> i think so yeah and i neither of them do i do at the intensity level that i used to do because
1: did you do marathons
0: you know, oh no 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 i never was a runner like that you know my father's a, a, a marathon runner actually and every time i run with him he just smokes me you know he's like twice my age and he just is like around the corner but um no i i'm you know i go you know sort of more moderate distance just because I don't feel like that's the best idea for me with my job because of how much time I spend on my feet, how much stairs I'm going up and down. And like, you know, I I feel like it's better to do a smaller amount of running with a lot of stretching.
1: Yeah. And I mean as some as a chef and you probably don't have a lot of time. I mean you're probably so busy. Also that
0: like training for a marathon, I don't know where I would find the time for that to be honest. I do I do also run more for the mental than anything to be honest with you. Because it's, it's just such a great, uh, it clears everything out. Do you feel like I'm you sure. get
1: like innovative ideas on your run? Like, do you think about like recipes and
0: I, I you know, I don't, I, I think, I think what it does for me actually is just puts a pause on everything. I'm just like more in the immediate. Um, and then, but I do find like when I'm exercising, when I'm having a better week with that, where I have the time to really do that, then I, there is a net result of having more ideas because because I'm feeling better in general. And it's like making everything work better. You know, my days are just better. So I feel more positive and focused and that allows me to create better things.
1: Yeah. And it's very, I mean, it's very stressful to be in the kitchen, so
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Plus also I really like the sort of solo sports like running because it's just like, there's very few moments where I'm not around people. Where people aren't asking me something or needing something from me, and and then you know I work in a very loud environment. So when you're running, you're just really like nobody is with you. You're only just you and you know, me of mind.
1: I definitely find running super meditative. I like, love listening to music when I run, but I'm still very much too. in my head. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, the music actually I find helps me be in my head, especially in the the city environment. Yeah. If I was running on the beach or in the woods maybe it would be different but here if I'm running on the street I really like yeah I just like to the music helps you get a little more in the in the moment you know.
1: Where do you run where do you like to run?
0: Um so I I live in uh in Queens and it's very nice running around there actually. There's like a whole avenue next to my house that's closed. So everyone's running there.
1: Oh know? wow, that's cool. Lucky you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um I mean I just moved though but uh, I was just on a on a vacation out in um, Long Island too, and it was like about a couple miles from my house to the beach. so I was just you know that's running nice. done, yeah done, uh, That's a nice vacation. Bro.
1: I am a triathlete, as most of my listeners know, but I have been. Spending a lot more time cycling lately.
0: I love cycling. You yeah. like cycling too? Yeah, yeah. Do
1: you ride outside the city?
0: Uh, you know, it. I haven't been riding in a while, but I would like to. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I like to, I used to like to ride from Brooklyn up like the west side over yeah. to New Jersey and That's, like through the and yeah. stuff, um, but it's been a while. So I need to get back into cycling. I, I kind of, yeah. I let I go a little bit. I let a lot of things go a little bit. so It's all you good. Know, so be-
1: you can always start again.
0: It's always awesome.
1: We're up state now for like the week. I'm coming back tomorrow and I've been riding. We're in like near Syracuse in a place called Casnovia. So, I mean, we are up here riding hills and it's like so peaceful. Mm-hmm. There's like no one on the road, you know, and then they yeah. like come back to New York City and I'm back on like 9W and
0: oh, no, which yeah. I
1: love. There's such a great community.
0: So- have, have you seen this? Um, this- super long um, bike path that they they have in uh, New York State like that they converted what was like old rail.
1: I read about it ago. during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I think we all read it and we were like, oh, that would be great right now.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I read about it. I have not done it. I haven't. Um, it's miles, though. It's like more than 100 miles.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really, really long.
1: Yeah, I actually heard about that. And then there's a great path, which I have not been on, that goes along the east side, like up west through Westchester. I don't know. I'm always on 9W, though, and like riding up to Nyack. And, ah, you should come ride. But we're not that fast. Yeah. I don't know how if you have a bike, if you're fast, or like what your deal is. I'm but... not,
0: not fast. I do have a, a couple of bikes, but they're not like, uh, you know, I really like the uh, sort of uh, older still frame, uh, like the 80s 90s vintage uh, yes. uh, racing bikes. Those are my i like i have some beautiful old like miata bikes that i love oh so.
1: that's nice
0: i feel like the super lightweight modern stuff to be honest with you
1: that makes sense though because if you like play bass and you're like into music you would like a <laughs> bike that's like I'm, like feeling a type school. right now like you're totally you're just type cat you now. know what it is yeah
0: i'm very uh Obsessed with aesthetic. Yes. So, like the and tactile things. So, like the feel and the look is like really important.
1: That's cool. I love it. I
0: don't, I don't love using like even all of my knives and things. Like they're very personal to me, like the way they feel and look. So,
1: there are different knives that you use, like special set of knives for vegetables.
0: Yeah. I have a few different, a few different knives I use that are, I have some custom knives that I had made actually. So, really,
1: that's cool. That's next level you've made the mistake of telling me that you like cycling (laughs) and now i'm gonna bother you (laughs) forget about ABCV. i'm I'm a recruiter for like sports
0: i'm in i I need so i need a push
1: yeah i've got a a couple of friends like that are way better than me but like i just am like i guess entertainment for like a couple miles they usually drop me but everyone's riding 9w so you gotta drag (laughs) them yeah well this has been so awesome i hope to meet you in person and like Come by the restaurant. One of these. Uh, yeah, these when two. I come back, I will. I actually like yeah. want to buy. I want to make my own dosas at home because I could totally. Oh. That could be like a main food for me. Like yeah. a mainstay. Like I could make it healthier or like not. Yeah, I,
0: could help you with that.
1: Yeah, I need to get the actual pan.
0: Mm.
1: Right, like I need that special.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, traditionally you would make it on a on a flat top, but yeah, um, there are many ways to do it. Really, There's many ways. To-
1: yeah. All right. That would be cool. Neil, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: You're quite welcome. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com. For more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove one at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.